Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Um, what am I listening to? Sick. Hello, everybody. What's up, you <laughs> motherfuckers? How's it going being ugly and quarantined with people you hate? Wow. Okay. So, yeah. Happy <laughs> Corona time to all. <laughs> so, Joe and I are absolutely doing the responsible thing right now, which is not being together. We are recording this separately. I guess this is the way that you do your podcast, right? Yeah, depending. But this is normally how it goes for people who are a little long distance. So, this is kind of cool. Yeah, this is, it's making me nervous because we already have so many, like, bad things happen to us when it comes to sound quality that I'm like, well, this might never see the light of day, but okay. <laughs> Listen, the fans don't come here for quality. They come for content, and that's what I'm prepared to give them. Yeah, God bless them for not coming for the quality. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at the show they're watching. Obviously, they do not care about quality. That's true. I've had several people, like... That, that are like, I have nothing to watch. I have nothing to listen to. And I'm like, bitch, we're almost done with our, like, rewatch of our podcast. Like, you should absolutely be listening to our podcast and catching up. And they're like, I don't really like Sex in the City. And I'm like, bitch, neither do we. It's okay. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I've just been telling you when to listen to the show. I was like, you don't have to watch the TV show. You'll be fine. Honestly, Carrie says yep. something stupid. Samantha's sexy. Charlotte ruins her own life. And Miranda thinks she's above it all. That's every episode. That's all you need. That's absolutely all you need to know. So how has isolation been treating you, Joe? Good. I've never been better or busier. <laughs> How's that? Um, I am just reaching out and talking to a lot of local artists. And we're all up to like some really, really cool stuff. That I'm like, great, I wish I didn't have to work from home because then I could get more done. But thankfully, I am very privileged that my job allows me to work from home. So I still can do that. Don't have to worry about money too much. It's still an income that I'm supplying. So now I just have to fill up the rest of my time with all the other people. Cool. Well, How are you doing? Very late. I, I'm an introvert, so I'm living my best life. I'm not leaving my bed until noon. I am still... You know, just hanging in there. Like, I will not be... I'm a social er introvert, so I won't be upset by this until, like, the third week. So, for anyone who doesn't know, we are in the state of Nevada, which is on a 30-day lockdown um, so far. I am... Honestly, I'm staying inside uh, because I don't want it to be longer than 30 days. Like, I want to do everything that I can do to prevent having this go on for a longer amount of time. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that, (laughs) yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are still like, Hey, we're going to go, you know, like hike a Canyon or like do that. Does anybody want to come with us? And I'm like, no, nobody wants to come with you. God damn it. Like stop offering because like, listen, I don't want to ever go hiking, but I also like, I miss my friends. I want to, Go spend, like, my, you know, birthday instead of in isolation. It would have been nice to have spent it with people. But 
But I also know that, like, the sooner that we get this under control, the sooner we can go back to our lives. And Which we are all desperate so, for, because it has been three days so far, nobody is doing well. <laughs> see, I'm, like I said, I'm living my best life. I don't care. Like, I, the the roommate is, like, having a hard time, kind of. Um, and so I, I, like, I bet I said to him, I was like, okay, but listen, it's been three days. How many people would we have had over anyway? And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, I guess that's fair. That makes sense. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like nobody, nobody would have been over. You wouldn't have gone out anywhere. Like stop freaking out until it's been three weeks because that's fine. fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was just like, it's fine. Everything's fine with me right now. I'm good. Like, and I, I it's so funny because I keep having people like, hey, I just wanted to check in on you. And I'm like, no, you wanted me to check in on you, but that's okay. It's fine. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, the fun but, I mean, where you are. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like, like, this is a really, really good time to try all the stuff that I always said that I didn't have time to try. Um, you know, like constipation tea. <laughs> That's something that I did. And guess what? It made me more constipated. Isn't that great? Oh, God. <laughs> did you add some cayenne pepper to it? Because that usually does the trick. Um, no, and I don't have any cayenne pepper. And I know that all the white people definitely passed that by when they were <laughs> leaving nothing in their tracks in the grocery store. So maybe I'll stop by for some of that later. But yeah, I'm like, literally, I, it, yeah, I really feel worse. I feel more constipated than I did when I had it in the first place. So I'm pissed off about that. I'm sorry. If it helps, Taco Bell is still doing delivery and to goes, So you could order that and that'll fix your constipation <laughs> right the fuck up. I, oh my God, I was looking at all of the essential, I say that in quotes, essential businesses that are still remaining open and Del Taco's one of them. I was like, stop it. You're not essential. You're not essential to anything. You shouldn't be open in the first place. No one. (laughs) We should be trying to be healthier in this time (laughs) instead of worse. No, we'll be fine. Right. Ugh. Super gross. Um, So Yeah. That's me. <laughs> How have you like, been dealing with everything? Alive. Like, yeah. Are you, like, emotionally hanging in there? I know that you are definitely like to be busy and social. Uh, thankfully, I still am. So this is just, it has, not, none of it has hit me yet. I still keep feeling anger towards, like, you know, capitalism and rich people and selfish <laughs> people and mean people. But that's generally what I feel in a day to day. So I'm not just like, okay, now I just have more time at home, which the only thing that's making me panic is I'm like, um, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna get out of my house because otherwise I will murder somebody. I do not do well when I'm being forced to stay in one location for more than probably an hour and a half at any given time. So I'm Mm -hmm. finding all these ways to like be out in nature by myself and find all these cool opportunities that I still can do and leave my house. Otherwise I will die. Yeah. I think as soon as we like establish a schedule, which I don't think during last week we would have even remotely thought about doing like mm. i think everything will level out i think week two will be super great and then week three will get a little antsy and then week four will be like just get me the fuck out of here yes that's why i'm like if people are still hiking good don't 
hook up with your friends while you're hiking. Like, you can go with just the people in your house or by yourself. Spend a lot of alone time right now. Figure out who you are. Right? I know. I'm I'm doing yoga. I am I'm chilling. I am definitely going to be probably today or tomorrow seriously attacking cleaning this apartment because this apartment's disgusting. Like, literally, as soon as as both um ryan the roommate and i were like it was like day two and we were like this place is gross because we never really (laughs) think about it we just like come home make food watch a movie go to bed and don't really like take care of the apartment so we're gonna be addressing that hopefully soon (laughs) well good how nice Yes. are you ready to start this do you want to you want to talk a little bit about the ladies um, I definitely don't, but we can. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> so this is these fucking girls. So um, this is season six, part one or part A, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, the episode is called Pick a Little, Talk a Little. Uh, the awful synopsis is Burger gives Miranda some blunt advice about her love life. Samantha and her new lover, Jerry's sex life, he is heating up. Charlotte takes to Judaism with great vigor, which is pretty accurate for the episode, I think, honestly. It's one of yeah, the better ones. I think it actually, like, says what they're about and what the girls <laughs> accomplish. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that it is actually prudent to start with Carrie this time. What do you think? Ooh. I'm curious to know why, but I'm all down. Da- I'm in. <laughs> Um, well, because Burger meeting all of the friends kind of trickles into all of their stories. So I feel like we have to start with Carrie first. Let's do it. What's going on okay. with Carrie? Where is she now? What kind of bangs does she have? <laughs> oh, well, she's not in this situation. She's in the 90s, so she is smartly not having bangs at all. Um, <laughs> but she... <laughs> But she has invited Berger to meet all of her friends. And is it just me or is this too soon to meet the friends? Uh, The way these girls move through men, I never think it's too soon. So I I don't know. With everything they've, they've gone through, he was introduced last season. I think this is like the perfect time. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I don't think that Burger was cool enough ever to introduce to the friends. I never would have, but whatever. I mean, um, correct. Sane people, sane <laughs> people would have never done any of this, probably. Right. But. Right. These girls. So, yeah. Yeah. So these girls, um, so he, he meets all the friends. It starts with, uh, Sam talking about all the role playing that she is doing with, um, Smith Jared or with Jerry, Jerry Jared or whatever God. with Jerry. <laughs> um, and she's excited about it. Uh, Miranda talks about how she just had a date, um, and, but he had a meeting and so he couldn't come up and that was cool. Right. And the girls assure her that it is. And mm-hmm. Berger says, look, he's just not that into you. And I did not do my homework on this, but I really wanted to know if the book, He's Just Not That Into You, came out before or after this episode. Oh my God, that's crazy. Because I was like, oh, I want to find that out. But Paige is probably going to tell me. (laughs) I mean, 
I can probably Google it as we speak. Um, I actually, wildly enough, watched, because the movies he's just not that into is on Netflix right now. Um, So I watched it because I was like, I don't remember, like, exactly what this movie was. And it turns out it's a lot of celebrities with a lot of bad dialogue. And that's it. Yeah, I think it's one of the better ones of those kind of ensemble, let's just cast everyone that we know kind of movies. But Mm -hmm. it's still not good. It's like a Valentine's Day or a New Year's Eve. I don't remember what the name of the sequel was. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve was the first one, and then Valentine's Day was the sequel, I think. Incorrect. All the way around. Okay. And that's on period. I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm ready Listen, for that one. <laughs> I, I trust you. I was just like, I feel like it was, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, let's see. He's just not that into you. Originally published in 2004. Oh, so this and before. So this might have actually been the originate of that particular thing. So that's really interesting, actually. Um, because the concept, like just the bare bones concept, not the movie, not the book, but just mm-hmm. the fact that like he's just not that into you. I agree with Miranda that it is legitimately kind of freeing. To be like, you know what? You don't like me, and that's totally okay. Yeah. Like, I love that. I have to play this game back and forth of like, oh, you'll call me, and then I'm waiting, and then you don't. Just He's just not that into you, and then you're free. Right. And I think that that's great. Like, and I think we should, well, dive back into that deeper when we get back into Miranda. Um, mm-hmm. But so Carrie goes home with, uh, with Berger. It is over the moon about how much he loves the girls the girls love her him um you know and everything is just super amazing and he covers her mouth and he says i'm just gonna say this you don't have to say it back i don't want to like you know whatever anything but i love you and i'm like you do why that's so soon (laughs) like Like, after meeting her friends you love her okay I mean, I guess, like, in, if you're comparing, I don't know, but, like, I was like, you do? Because, yikes. Really? <laughs> like, you don't like, I sincerely was. Well, it just, first of all, it seems really soon. Second of all, it doesn't seem like they've really shared anything except for a goddamn sound machine, which. Which they fought like, over. Right. And I don't. I, like, we have, this is, this is a a TV show called Sex and the City, and I feel like we've never really seen them have sex. Or talked about it. He was super, super, like, that's against my, my rule. Or an actor. Well, because I. No nudity clause, but it's just showing no intimacy clause. Right. Well, and I feel like when they first started having sex, like, the first one was really terrible, and then they talked about it, and then it was fine, but then they never discussed it again. And they never seem to be sexual with each other, ever. Like, it's weird. Yeah. That is and interesting. I'm, How do you think their sex life is going now, if you had to say? If I have to say, what? How their sex life is going? What did they learn? 
Oh, I think that it's like gone straight to vanilla, honestly, because if they're not talking about it, she's not talking about it with the girls, then it's gone to being okay. Like there's Um, nothing spectacular about it. And that's the worst kind of sex to have. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you say I love you, that spices it up, and then all of a sudden it's okay again for a little while, maybe. And then you're like, great, now I can suck your dick harder, I guess. Right, yeah. I'm just like, okay, whatever. So, Burger drops off his book, which looks like it's about the size of Gone with the Wind. Like, it's enormous. Yeah, there's nothing that you, you don't have to say that much. There's nothing that important for you to say. Right. And so it's called Hurricane Pandora, which, like, I know that this isn't, like, super good writing or anything, but, like, I want to pick this apart for a minute. It's a, like, <laughs> so Pandora, Pandora's box, like, the whole, the, like, Greek, I think it's Greek, Greek myth, this the old story, where... Like, she opens up the box of evil, and, like, that actually lets out all evil into the world. Mm -hmm. And then it's a hurricane on top of it. So, everything points to this is a terrible book. Like, all signs point to this book is just shitty. But she loves it. Because she has to. You know Carrie would have never, ever liked this book if she didn't have to like it. I mean, yes, but, like, it's still wild that she did. That that's how that shook out, you know? Right. But, yeah, so she absolutely loves it. But then she goes straight into the criticism first when she talks to him about it. And because he's a little diaper baby, he can't handle it. God, it was so annoying. Tell me. Tell me how annoying. (laughs) We're supposed to be on his side, like, to make, to pretend that we are all okay with this relationship when we all know that we're really, really not. And then he just acts like the biggest baby because he received a little bit of criticism. And, like, that's the first thing that anybody would have done is to be like, hey, I loved everything about it. Here's my what's small part, but we're going to ignore that and move on. And he was like, I cannot move on because I'm a fucking tiny infant baby. And, I mean, to be fair, like, her, at the time, in the 90s, that was so valid. That was such a valid point. Like, why is she running around? Like, why did a man writing a story about a woman feel the need to even say how she's tying her hair up? Let alone use a scrunchie. Right. And it is just the weirdest thing to them get upset about. Because, like, she didn't say, oh, I didn't believe your characters. Or you had terrible prose, or the metaphor wasn't carried out. She said, oh, my one tiny gripe is this funny little joke that we can mention right now because it literally has no impact on anything. And that's the part that he's super upset about. Yeah. And just the fact that she, like, she, she, I mean, she does have the one thing. She's like, one thing, the scrunchie. Oh, my God. But anyway, let's talk about all the amazing stuff. And that he just knocks it down. That he's just has, like, no. Uh, done talking. And then she <laughs> has to baby him for the rest of the episode. She has to console him and make sure that his feelings are fine. Like, fuck that. Grow up. Right? Yeah, she goes all up and down Manhattan talking about how amazing his book was. Which is great. It is. It's fantastic. But also, like, what 
why do we need to to like cater to whiny men in this fashion? And, and I, why does he take it so personally? Because they've been ingrained to. Because women are always the ones who have to play this position, which always sucks. But men got comfortable with it. And they're like, if I'm ever upset, the girls have to do all the work to make sure that I feel fine at the end of the day. Right. And it just, like, yeah, it throws me off so hard. Yeah, it's very, There's going to be a lot of this. Go for it. (laughs) We're finally trying to be on Burger side, I guess, since the show wants us to pretend like this is still going to happen. And then it gives us this, which is so annoying. Yeah, and it doesn't even... It like the the thing that bothers me the most about it is that it does not really get properly resolved. Like right. he just he immediately like is like, look, I'm sorry that I'm being a big whiny bastard about it. It's just that I'm a big whiny bastard. And she's like, That's okay, you're my big whiny bastard. And that's it. Which and oh my like God <laughs> Like I have a note that just says burger, <laughs> right? I know it just says Burger has low self-esteem and it's still not sexy. I have over and over again, Burger's an asshole. Burger's an asshole. Burger is an asshole about mm-hmm. this thing. Burger was mean to her. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he was. Learn. He apologized, which is a major step for men, but he didn't learn anything. And yeah, that will always forever baffle me about men in general because her i couldn't help but wonder of the episode is when does criticism that's constructive become destructive it's like that wasn't that it shouldn't have been in that situation like it shouldn't have gotten to the point where she was asking that question of herself she literally said one thing and then she was like but i love it so much let me tell you about all the amazing things about it and he wouldn't let her be positive about his stuff because of one negative thing. And I wish that I could say that this was just something that was some two-dimensional character in the show, but men do this still to this day. And just why? Like, chill out. Because we as women have to cater to their needs so hardcore. We have to put ourselves out so much and just say, no, baby, I love you. I appreciate you. You're amazing. You're awesome. Like, like the amount of energy that it takes to be a woman being with a man, like, this is why I just don't want to do it anymore. Like, I don't. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm not asexual. And I am still attracted to men, but I just want to be attracted to women because it would just be so much better and easier and wonderful. And I don't know where that falls on the Kinsey scale. I just don't <laughs> think it does. <laughs> You're 13. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's men are like, so it's... bored with their lives. They have to invent their own problems just to get by. And then they can't solve them. And then they're like, oh shit, I'm actually worried that I don't know how to fend for myself in this fucking world. Let me go bother a woman about it and have her comfort me. Right. It's just, just, it's so wild. And they, they kind of talk about, so I kind of want to go into Miranda because it goes a little bit, it flows a little bit from there. Um, because it starts with Burger just being like, hey, this dude's just not that into you. And it is like liberating AF for her. But it also kind of leads into like nitpicking 
at dudes because basically what Carrie did was nitpick um, about one thing in his book that made him lose it. Right. I thought I lost you for a second. I was like, oh God, where'd you go? I was like, what happened? Um, Stop talking. (laughs) It's your turn. This is why I wanted to Skype so that we could see each other. Um, But yeah, so is it cool? Cool to move on to Miranda is my question. Yeah, sorry. I I thought that okay. we, I thought that we had, yeah. Okay. I just I was talking and then I was like I haven't let him talk in a really long time so let's like do that. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm interjecting what I feel necessary, but I think that you have got the points really really well. Cool. So um so Miranda um brought up the point to Carrie that like nitpicking at at dudes is showing that we care. And I don't, I disagree. I don't think we should have to nitpick with anybody about anything. I think they should just do their shit. Like, I hate it. I hate nitpicking at people, anybody, like male, female, anyone. I hate being like, hey, remember, like, to bring that thing to work on Wednesday. Don't forget to do this. Because in my opinion, if somebody did that to me, that makes me feel like I don't know how to do my job or be a human. You know what I mean? Right. I, I don't know. It's super uh, weird because I feel like as much as people are against it, they still do it. And I don't know if people are aware of it. And, like, especially when she was like, oh, females do it specifically. I was like, uh, I, I have always seen it a little bit more from men where men can't say, like, good job without saying, oh, but here's how I would have done it or done differently. Which I don't think is what they mm-hmm. were going for, but that's more manners of where I find it. Girls, I find it when they're like, I'm right, and I don't want to say I'm right because I don't want to come across like being bitchy. But here's how I'm going to tell you things would have been done better. Mm, see, and from a woman's perspective, I feel like the worst about it when it comes to, like, say, chores. Like, mm-hmm. when I was married... I would tell Chad all the time, I would be like, dude, can you just, like, have the the plates make their way into the dishwasher? Like, you don't even have to wash them. Just rinse them off and put them in the dishwasher. And, like, that would be awesome. And there, I think, I, I think I've told this story before, now that I think about it, but there was one time when he put, like, the top to a Tupperware on one of our side tables. And I was like, don't leave that there. You're going to forget that it's there. And then like, it'll sit there forever. And he was like, it's fine. No, I'll pick it up in a minute. And I said, okay. And I made a mark on our calendar and I left it there to make a point, obviously. So nine months later, that's where I feel like (laughs) girls will do it. Because, I mean, you have every right because you already told them to, but then that's what girls will do is they'll keep track of it in their mental notes, and guys have already forgotten. So then girls will come out, like, with all these different receipts, and guys will be like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Right. Well, and for me, like, I don't like doing that, and this is an extreme, this was an extreme situation because I had been telling him since we moved into the same place together to do this, and... At that point, it was about four years, three or four years into our marriage that I was just mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm fucking done. So I just Absolutely. marked it off on the calendar 
And like, and I literally marked it off because I knew I wasn't going to remember because I'm not one of those people either. And so, yeah, nine months later, he's like, have you seen the top to this Tupperware? I can't find it anywhere. And I went over to that calendar and I took it down and I like flipped back and I'm like, do you remember when I came over to this calendar and I made a check mark on it to remind you to put that thing back where it came from or so fucking help me and you didn't and this is it this is the moment where i tell you that the top of that tupperware has been sitting there for nine goddamn months like fix your shit i'm not your mom boom like and that's really what it comes down to i think is that i don't want to be anybody's mother i want to be someone's partner and nobody wants a partner. Everybody wants a mom. Especially men. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, do I want a mom a little bit? Yeah, kind of. But, like, I also know that I can take care of my own shit. And I would be really mad if somebody was, was like, constantly coming and picking up after me. I would be like, dude, you just chill the fuck out. Like, and that's the reason why I really wouldn't be able to be with a, with a woman either. Is because it would just be that... You know, because girls will nitpick and be like, don't do that. And it's always specific to the person. Like for me, it's dishes laying around all over the place. But for somebody else, it's laundry. For someone else, it's just like little pieces of paper lying around. Like everyone's different. Nobody's needs or anxieties are going to match. And that's just the way it is. And that's where a good relationship is. You're able to take that, work with it, spin it and grow together, which is very, very much easier said than done. Because let me tell you, mm-hmm. bitches love to not do yeah. what they're supposed to. <laughs> I'm bitches. Dude. I And same. I'm also bitches. Like, there's plenty of stuff that I do. I think I just, I get into situations where I'm with guys that are way too chill about stuff. And so when I'm like, listen, I know I'm doing something wrong. Like, just tell me what I'm being a slob about, what I'm doing badly, and they never will. And so I'm just like, listen, I know I'm not perfect. I know there's something, but also I'm cool being perfect, so don't tell me. <laughs> like, I I tried. It's fine. <laughs> like, but I love the the beautifulness of Miranda, like embracing that he's not just, he's just not that into you and running with it. And I love that she's just like, I think she's, like, on the steps of the Met, like, fucking Gossip Girl, just having lunch and checking her BlackBerry. Right. When she gets this... Yeah, when she gets the message that Berger called out, where it's, like, the cold, oops, sorry, I've been in meetings, or, you know, whatever, and really liked you, but don't actually buy. And she hears two women talking, and she's just like, hey, just to let you know, he's just not that into you, and walks away like she just saved the world, and they're like, ugh, bitch. Which is so women. <laughs> Which I found to be the most authentic part of this episode is it's girls helping girls, but then girls trying to comfort other friends will be like, don't listen to her. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Anyways, he's totally for you. He loves you. Yep. And honestly, that is that is women so much. I'm embarrassed <laughs> to say that it is incredibly most women because you don't want to like break your friend's heart. Right. But you you want to help them, and so you end up doing this whole weird, like, half thing. Whereas I'm not like that. I'm like, listen, he's an asshole. Move on. Like, like I'm not even going to address it. 
Because people, when they're upset, they're not going to hear it, you know? Like, yeah, no matter what you do. There's no... Yeah, there's really no point. And I think women know that. But they, then no one gets better. We just keep getting in the way of ourselves. And that's the number one problem that we're not going to be able to solve. <laughs> right. I know. But then I love how the he's just not that into you, like, suddenly doesn't apply because she goes out on a date. And this guy's like, I have to go. And she's like, that's fine. You're just not that into me. It's totally okay. It's all right. Just go ahead. It's fine. And he's just like, no, seriously, I have diarrhea. I have to go. Well, because it's a Miranda storyline. And God forbid that Miranda be happy and learn something where it has to be like, no, you learned a new thing, but here's where you were wrong in applying it. And here's why you should fucking kill yourself, you ugly bitch. The show hates (laughs) Miranda. The show will not let Miranda live. No, they really won't. Especially like... Considering that she's trying to date when clearly she's still in love with Steve is upsetting. Uh, Which, I don't know if the writers knew that they were going to bring Steve back, but with everything that she ever talks about, I don't think there's a single episode where she hasn't gone on and talked about Steve. Yeah, I think they knew. I think they knew that everybody loved Steve and they had to keep everyone interested and eventually get them together. Because who doesn't love Steve? They did that for us. Like, it's a... Right? They did. <laughs> All right. Totally up to you who we move on to. Um, I say let's do Charlotte because I want to end on Samantha because Samantha was the only one where I was like, oh, look at that. Growth. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, All right. So Charlotte is prepping for her first um, Shabbos, which is adorable. Um, they get in so many... Jewish puns that I was just like, you know what? I would be so mad at it if I wasn't so proud of you. <laughs> like, freaking, you don't you don't have to holla you're counting your matzo balls before they rise. Like, oh my stop. It's awful. Oh my god, but the she's just one was the one that I absolutely hated. Everything else I'm like, I could take but Carrie seems to, like, look at the camera when she says it. Like, yeah, I know. I had to. Trust me. I don't want to do it either. Yeah. Uh, Carrie's Carrie, when she knows she's being funny, is aggressive. <laughs> Tell no me I'm wrong. You are so correct. <laughs> she's just, yeah, she's, she's too aggressive. Um, but she, like, obviously Charlotte's upset. Well, she's not. That's the weird part, is that she's, like, not upset about Harry not proposing. She knows it's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Until the girls, like, throw doubt at her. I think. Like, (sighs) she was, she was planning. She was fine. She was just like, November. Um, gonna be, you know, great. Under the hoopah. We're gonna just Jew it up. Like, she's so over the top about it. And then the girls are just like, um, but he hasn't proposed yet. Do you see a ring on your finger? And she gets cranky. But I don't think that's the girls' fault. I think that's Charlotte's fault. Oh, yeah, totally. She should be confident in her relationship. And she's not. And she still has a lot of hangups about looks, which is really sad. Which because it felt like she came out of nowhere. It felt like that was a self-sabotaging moment. Because it didn't feel like it was building up to that or leading up to that or that that had, apart from when we first discussed it happening at the beginning, 
of their relationship that we were ever going to address it ever again. And for her to drop it on him just like that because she was upset really pissed me the fuck off. See, and I think that that is definitely something that, like, women lie to themselves about what they're upset about. Like, they, they've been taught that their feelings are not as important, and they push them down. Um, so then when they get really upset, that's when everything comes out. That's when, like, the nitpicking stuff comes out. That's the type of thing that makes people put notes on the calendar about where they put the top of a Tupperware. Like, this is it. <laughs> like, this is what makes women crack is just stuff like this building up and their emotions, their needs are not the most important thing. And mm -hmm. so they get pushed down until they just come up like word vomit. And Which is not a healthy tactic for anybody. We no. totally understand like how and why it happens, but we need to figure it out because she had every right to be upset with Harry of how he was treating everything she was doing. But then for her to blow up and mm -hmm. all that and do all that, I'm like, okay, well, now no matter what you have said, it doesn't matter because people will see that you were wrong because you brought up this other thing, which is not what the fight was about. And now your own feelings for what you were actually upset about can't get addressed properly. And it doesn't end in a way that makes it seem like, oh, here's what I could have done. It ends in a way that's like, oh, well, Charlotte's upset again and poor thing, she can't catch a break. Hmm. Well, and I don't, I don't blame Harry at all, honestly. Like, he's not, he promised his mom that he would marry a Jewish girl. Mm -hmm. And that's where the promise ends. He's still just, he was still born Jewish, so he's not going to, like, you've never seen him at any point in time have his own Shabbat dinner. You've never seen him go to temple. Like, he's not a devout Jew. And that's okay, but that's what charlotte thinks she's getting into mm -hmm. and she's not paying attention to him like she's very excited to have this dinner and that's cute but also like she knows that he's gonna turn on the tv because he moved it into her apartment god knows how long ago and to to get cranky about that and to have that be the thing that drops because she drops everything like she and I don't blame Harry for responding like this because she said, I give up Christ for you. You can't give up the Knicks or whatever he's watching. Mm -hmm. And, and he's just like, it's going to be a long fucking life. If you keep do, if you keep that up, you know, do the dishes. I gave up Christ for you, you know, like mm -hmm. run the laundry out, walk the dogs. I gave up Christ for you. It's going to be a long fucking life with that. And he's right. That's not something to be throwing up in anyone's face. If you decided to change your religion, that is your choice. And you should not have been doing it just because you wanted to marry someone. Ever. And right away, it was her first thing. That's what he said. Is This didn't even build. It was like, oh, I can't marry someone who's not Jewish. And then she was like, all right, well, guess I got to turn into a Jew. I think he could have yep. also been a little bit more kind to her. Because with everything going sure. on, especially since, you know, she changed a whole fucking religion for him and for his mom's wishes. Mm -hmm. like that's She did that out of respect. And I think he could have, out of respect, done something similar where he, during this one meal, he can turn off the TV or early on, let her know like, hey, this was a thing that my mom asked of me. So that's what I want to keep. But I'm really like, you don't have to try that hard. Like. I really don't take it as seriously as a lot of other people, so please don't, like, break your back about it. More communication, mm -hmm. more conversation, yeah. so that then you don't purge. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. He should have, I mean, he should have seen and he did see and he did acknowledge that she did a lot for that meal. And it would have been nice if he would have respected that a little bit more and been like, oh, okay, it's our first job is together. You know, let's be good about it. Let's just like throw a tape in and just tape the game and watch it later. But I don't think men work like that either. They think that they can just do both and it's going to be fine. And she just, she lost her shit though. Like she was just like, don't you see like how people see us when we're together? You know, you're so lucky to have me. And it's like, maybe all of those things are true, but that is so ridiculously hurtful to say to him because, I mean, and he says it. He's like, yeah, I know what people think. I just didn't think you were one of them. Uh. Which is biting and awful, but also very true. Yeah. She shouldn't be one of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Had she not blown up the way that she did, I would have been like, Carrie was in the wrong. Charlotte was right. But it just keeps proving that Charlotte is my fucking least favorite character because she's such a self-sabotager and cannot handle anything different from what's in her head. And that's going to set her back so much and she will have a hard time finding happiness. Yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of women are like that, though, where they're told that only certain things will bring them happiness. Mm -hmm. And if anything goes outside of that, it's not happiness anymore. I think she already thinks that she is giving up so much. You know, her her religion, her thing about looks, um, what she imagined her husband to be. Mm-hmm. That this is just, like, one thing that just makes her snap. Because she's like, I'm already giving up what my perception of happiness was for you. And you're not appreciating it enough. Which is, it's still not fair. I'm not saying that that's, like, something that she should do. Like, she just, she needs to, she needs to, to stop thinking that things are going to be a certain way. And just accept what they are. Yeah, go with the flow, dude. Learn how to read a room. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and, you know, eventually he leaves. And I know that in, that that they, spoiler alert, you know, get back together later. Um, and I re- kind of I respect her for staying with Judaism. Mm-hmm. Because she very easily could have just given that up. But it's still, like, the And it makes it better for me in in a way that she didn't actually do it for him. That she's just like, no, I made a commitment. I'm a Jew now. Whether Harry's here or not, I'm still going to be a Jew. But in this moment, you think that maybe she's not. Because she was such a shithead. And he just, he left her, like, flat out. Right. And I think, well, that's the only way that this could, of course, correct it after how it handled it originally was to be like, you know what? No, this was for her. This is a decision she's making for herself. This is something different that she did not prepare for, but she's worked for it. And this is what, how it's going to be, which I definitely <laughs> like. And in, this is all in retrospect. Obviously at the time, this could have been very hard hitting and eye opening for a lot of people. It's just my number one thing with like white straight feminism. <laughs> it's just, there's so many other things that could be going wrong that people who ruin their own lives stress me the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm definitely have been and might very well continue to be in certain aspects. One of those people, if things aren't the way that I see them going, I, I do get a little frustrated and upset, but I also never had the ideology that Charlotte has. 
Like, I never in my life thought that I was going to grow up and marry someone who looked like Trey and have a big white wedding and a perfect house and perfect kids. Like, I guess I just had lower expectations about what was going to happen. Like, I... I literally in, you know how like in sixth grade, they're like, when you're 30, like, where will you be? Like, write a little like paragraph. Mm -hmm. And mine was always the same thing. Like, I was going to be editor of a major newspaper or a magazine, and I was going to live on the beach single with pets. Like, I never thought I was going to be with someone. That's gorgeous. That's (laughs) a real life. Yeah. And honestly, I'm still, I still want to get there. I still want to be <laughs> the editor of something and living in a beach house with a bunch of pets. That sounds great. Like, We're get you there. You deserve it. I, yeah, I mean, I maybe I didn't make it by 30, and I'm certainly not going to make it by 40, but maybe 50. Who knows, man? Okay. I. You're never too old <laughs> to follow your dreams. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that, like, being editor of a newspaper is in my dreams anymore since newspapers are no longer in existence, but... Um, <laughs> You know, like working in something that that I love would be really nice. And it's just it's not. But like the idea of it was it was based in things that I knew that I could achieve, that I was good at. And I think that Charlotte put too much into the fantasies and like the romances that she read or watched instead of realities. And it's a hard place to criticize her from because I feel like a lot of women are put in those categories where they're like, okay, my whole life and everything that I see, all the media, all the songs, everything that everyone always says is you need to grow up, find a good, stable job where you can take care of yourself. But the end goal is to end up in a relationship and have three kids and end up in this nuclear family. And if if it's ingrained to you and put upon you so often so much, I can imagine how that like changing of that would be very, very difficult. But man, fuck, we... We got to do the work and people need to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that because they never show the work. The work is always in a montage. It's never actual work. God. And that's my hardest part with watching this like kind of content. Cause I'm like, no, the parts that matter, the parts that are frivolous to you or that don't matter or that no one's interested in seeing are the parts that actually help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ugh. exactly. Yeah. All right, so we want to move on to Samantha. Oh my God, Samantha, everything that she's about. I We fucking started this episode, and I was like, I hope this is a Samantha episode, because I am so in. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about Samantha. What is she up to? Samantha, and I refuse to call him Jerry. That's his government name, and I... No. Um, they <laughs> have decided to spice up their sex life by doing a bunch of role-playing and fantasies. And I love everything that they are up to. It They plan these scenarios in public, which are absolutely gorgeous. There is a, a Secret Service Sluts, which is a lot of fun. There is a film noir fantasy. There is a burglar slash night rapist scenario, which is a lot of fun. As long as it's consensual, these are things that you need to talk to your partner. We're both party to it. Then I don't see any harm. Also, make sure that you have a safe word at any given time, just in case it gets too hard. And remember, aftercare is super important as well. And I don't know. I'm just having so much fun that they get to play this way. And we don't see a lot of these girls on these shows, like, get to play with their partners. And it's, which is super fulfilling and exciting to see that. 
It was. Yeah, it was, was kind of a nice thing. What's that? Go ahead. Oh, I said, yeah, it was a nice thing. And while we can mix in an actual plot in there as well, I find truly genuinely fulfilling. So Samantha and Jared are doing all these fun things together. And then when they're doing their film noir, she orders a couple cocktails for them at the bar. And he's like, no, I'll take a seltzer. It's fine. She's like, oh, my God, give in to the fantasy. Drink a margarita. He's like, no, I'm actually part of AA. Like, I don't drink. And then she just goes, gotta go. <laughs> and Yeah, she pieced out her. hard. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, Samantha, I get that you're, like, not tactful, but come on, girl. Like, that's not something you can just leave someone with. Um, but it's also not her responsibility as a woman to c- cater to him, and she recognizes that. So we get to see the other side of that. And Jared is actually the one who sits her down and says, okay, here's the ultimate fantasy, is you're going to play you, I'm going to play me, and we're going to have a conversation. We're going to get to know each other. And she's very much like, I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Like, that's not what I'm interested in. That's not what I do in a relationship. And he's like, okay, but you're gonna. And then they do. And she gets to learn about him. And they actually get to, like, you know, start a nice relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's actually really interesting um, now that, like, knowing the future, basically, mm-hmm. that she was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not into that. I'm only into me. I'm not into you. Because that's ultimately what ends them, too. Like, it is the same throughout their whole relationship where she ends up giving up a little too much of herself and she doesn't like it and she has to leave. And I think that's kind of the most beautiful, like, circle that they do on the show. I think, yeah, I think the person that gets to grow the most and do the best is Samantha. Hmm. Because Samantha never lets go of who she is for anybody else. She tries it. She attempts to learn. She attempts to grow. And she tells everyone, this is how I feel. This is what's going on with me. Here's what I am willing to accept and what I am not willing to accept. And if you don't fucking like that, you can deal. Yeah. It's kind of great. Like, she always knows exactly what she wants, what she's getting into, and she's very clear about it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when she she actually is a person who does the work to try and learn and grow, because then when she figures out that, you know what, she's not focusing time on herself, she's not doing the best thing she can for herself, she phrases that way, thank you for helping me become who I've become, but here's how I feel, and here's what I'm going to do for me, and here's what I'm about. And they get to end that relationship super, super well. They do. That's great. What a concept. Talk about your feelings. I love it. Um, We have to, we have to, (laughs) we have to pause for just a second. Can we pause? Yes. Okay. Okay. And going. Okay. Sorry. False alarm. (laughs) Unpause. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Everything's fine. Tea still doesn't work. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. (laughs) Well, now you have to tell us the brand so that we don't all go out and buy this in bulk. It's well. Listen, it works for everybody else so far. Um, I oh, bought it because the defective part. Oh yes, absolutely. I don't have a gallbladder, so it's like it's all a guess. Everything's a guess <laughs> because what does I am. Gallbladder do regulates that shit, man. Um, <laughs> it's just it's like it's a pathway. Like you don't need it, so it doesn't actually do anything. But it does make the time between 
pooping shorter because you're like you're you're like giving it a, a shortcut essentially by not having a gallbladder because it po- processes oh. through. Yeah. So, but I have um, hypothyroidism as well, which makes you constipated. So I just constantly fluctuate. So it could be like oh. it is anyone's game. I wake up in the morning and who knows what's going to happen, man. So that's why. <laughs> So I was trying this tea because I'm like, well, if the tea will help, then maybe on days when it's not great, I can have the tea and like be better instead of being like crampy. But no, 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 that's not what's going to happen, unfortunately. But that's okay. I tried. And, you know, I have to thank COVID-19 for giving me the time to try that out because I was super afraid to try that when I didn't have a whole lot of time on my hands, quite honestly. Blessings, silver linings. Yeah, 100% silver lining. I'm sure everybody wanted to know about that. (laughs) So, sorry. At the end of this, you want to keep it or not? I can edit it out. No, that's okay. Leave it in. Everybody should know. Everyone should know what a gallbladder doesn't do. (laughs) Perfect. Because I had no idea. The American school system has failed me. I mean, I don't think we can count the number of times where I'm like, hey, how does this general knowledge work? (laughs) yeah well i mean we're all learning a lot about viruses right now too so i think we just need lots of life lessons and eventually we'll be fine or dead which is fine too honestly i'm favorable to that (laughs) that's that's kind of the thing that's hard about like situations like these two is that i'm not really like afraid of death and so a lot of people are just like aren't you scared aren't you scared you're gonna get it and i'm like please if i get it it won't kill me and i'll be disappointed so uh, that's what i said <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, i survived worse and better so i don't think this right. is how i don't think the lord has this in favor for me i'm still gonna do what i can for other people because other people don't have the same opportunity or privilege i do to like stay alive which is really weird because I literally have no survival instinct, like none whatsoever. <laughs> but yet I'm still here. The good Lord has a plan for me and I'm going to disappoint him. But I mean, <laughs> that's the risk that you get. That's that's what happens. So, I mean, who knows when they're going to hear from us next? Because quite honestly, we've got nothing but time now, right? So if this ends up working out okay, then maybe there'll be a new episode sooner than they think. Let's hope so. Let's plan for it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, any closing thoughts on this? Um, grow, learn. You can be upset. That's fine. But at some point, find a way to channel those emotions into growing as a human being and doing better. Other people will not be on the same wavelength that you are. And that's absolutely okay. You can either practice patience or practice isolation and be there for them when they learn. So learn that with you, carry it with you. A lot of people are stuck with people who maybe that they weren't planning on being trapped with for uh, weeks at a time. So I don't know. Love each other. Be nice to each other. Don't be a fucking idiot. Wash your hands and don't <laughs> do anything that Carrie Bradshaw would do ever. Ever, ever, ever. Yeah. I would say just hang in there. It won't be that long. There'll be a time probably by like October where we're all saying, God, I wish I was in that position again. So enjoy just being lazy and be in your PJs as much as humanly possible. Like just chill out. Like this is our time. 
to relax. And if you are feeling things, make sure that you are eking them out at a great interval so that you don't end up losing your shit one day. Yes. And reach out to the people that you know that you can. Now is not the time for posterity. Now is not the time to play mind games with people. If you need something from someone, reach out to them and make sure that you have a good support group. And for people who don't, I'm very, very sorry. There are 1-800 numbers to call, or you can always write into us at, uh, I was about to get my password away again. Oh my God. (laughs) One of these days I'm going to learn and it's going to be the final episode and I give everyone our passwords on accident anyways. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I couldn't help but wonder. Nope, I couldn't help a podcast at gmail.com. Perfect. Um, and then you can also follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at We Swear on Chanel. You can follow me personally, <laughs> Joe Daniel BB or Petty Prince Jr. on Instagram. Paige, where can they find you? You can find me at Paige and Reno Land on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, you can find me at Paige Clarno on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Paige Clarno, comma, podcaster, etc. Um, and that is about all the places that I'm willing to share with you. Um, but if you, you email us now, no, they can find me now. I'm here. Jeez. <laughs> um, but in all honesty, if you are having issues with this, if you do need somebody to talk to, if you are having a hard time and you don't feel like reaching out to a licensed professional because you feel like that's too big of a leap, then please do email us at I couldn't help a podcast um, at gmail.com. I do get it sent directly to my phone. I will check it daily. Um, if somebody wants to reach out and they just want to like email back and forth and be pen pals or whatever, uh, we can do that. Like don't in this time, especially, don't ever feel like you're alone because we're all in the same boat. It's just six feet apart from one another. And that's perfectly a-okay. That's normally how I love to be with people anyways. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, thanks. And we shall see you for another coronavirus edition special probably fairly soon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, we can't use our regular closing out statement. No, we absolutely can. Not to have sex right now. No, because you know what? If you are in the same place as your significant other, you definitely don't want to have a corona baby. So make sure to always wash your hands. (laughs) (laughs) You're a fucking villain! Am I wrong? Nobody wants a baby in nine months. Stop it. It's not (laughs) stopping. (laughs) So Uh, if you are, yes, if you are in isolation with your significant other, remember, always wear a condom. Always wear a condom. (laughs) Bye. Bye.